Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance, located in Niles, Ohio. Welcome back to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast, and I'm talking with Coach Perry. And it's hard to believe that we have one game left on the docket, and the Dragons are six and three, looking to win this thing Friday night at Bo Ryan Stadium against Girard and, and and push it to seven and three. But Coach, one game left. I was, uh, you know, thinking about it. I mean, walking into the this place. I mean, can you believe it's almost come and gone? Well, it's a it's a broken record as far as that goes. And yeah. in the coaching world, you're always at this point in time. So I can't believe it went that fast. And uh, anytime you you know you're really working hard at something and you're having fun, it, you know time flies. So uh, yeah, it's hard to believe uh, this is it. And you know on our end, a little bit sadly because uh, you know at one point in time there we really felt like we were poised to to get in the playoffs and try to make a run there, and that's not going to happen for us. But you know we're excited because we get to play a rival week ten and. Uh, uh, you know, an opportunity to, uh, you know, try to go out and win seven games. So uh, we have a lot to play for ourselves. As a coach, I mean, especially, I mean, uh, at high school level or I'll call it collegiate level, um, you know, with the turnover, kids graduating and obviously moving on, these guys are going to graduate and kids come in. But what's the, just from a coaching perspective, knowing that you got this current senior group for so long and then, you know, you're going to inherit some freshmen and, and the, you know, it's just going to be the progression that, but what's it like just knowing that, you're going to lose these guys that you've kind of built bonds with, and then you kind of cut, not start from scratch, but you kind of start over a little bit next season. And everybody does it, but what's it like for you personally? I think over time, you, you know, you kind of get used to it, you know, knowing that it's happened, but it doesn't necessarily make it easy. You you obviously come, you spend a lot of time with these young men over, you know, in this case here, it's it's two years, but, you know, just if you just took this year specifically and said, boy, we've just spent a lot of time with these young men, and uh, you're always sad to see them go. Um, you know, the other part of it is you, you look and you you say, oh, oh, well, next year it's going to be different this way and that way, and you do look forward to that. Uh, and uh, but yeah, there's always a bit of sadness there. And, and I told the kids, uh, we talked about, you know, we have some some things we do every year, senior last lap, and there's some ceremonial things that that you do as as they're exiting the program, but. What I told them was nothing's going to prepare you for when that clock hits double zero as seniors, and it, it it's going to hit them all very hard um, uh, because they've been so vested and they put so much into it. And you know this sport's a little different because uh, you know the, you most of them will never have the opportunity to put a football helmet on again and go out and do it. And uh, it, it's a bit of a, almost like a rite of passage moment in, in their lives. And like I said, there's as much as you can think about it it's until it hits you. They, they're not going to know what that feeling is like. So, you, you know, you feel for them there, but at the, at the same time, you know, we've made some progress, and they, they're just such a huge part of that. And, uh, uh, you know, they're going to remember Friday night for the rest of their life. Definitely. And once again, this is the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance located here at Niles, Ohio. Always thankful for them uh, helping this podcast move forward and help this program. Uh, for you, last week, I think 35-7 to against Lakeview. I think you guys started a little slow from what I was receiving, and you guys uh, obviously turned the corner and, and uh, you know, 
put you know put the metal pedal to the metal a little bit and uh, put up 35 points. But what was the game like for you, and and how much do you think were kids maybe just still thinking about this upcoming game? Well, you know, I, again, I think we've we've talked about this several times this year. You know, what's up with the slow starts? Uh, uh, as I said, if anybody has the answer, go ahead and contact me. And, and uh, so we've tried a lot of different things, but it just seemed to be that team that, for whatever reason, we we need a spark of something to happen. This week, you know, the big spark came with uh, Aaron Klein in that uh, uh, he read a screen pass, he peeled back, quarterback didn't see him, and then the pick six. And uh, really, from that point forward, we did, it was like a light switch turned over with our team, and, and you know. Uh, we just it was a completely different uh, game from that point forward. Why it took that long? We only here's a stat for you, but we only ran 16 offensive plays in the first half. So uh, to give you other people an idea that are listening, uh, you you typically can run up to close to 40 plays. Uh, we just couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, Lakeview kept the ball, kept converting on third down. Then, of course, after they scored a touchdown, they always do crazy stuff uh, on their uh, kickoffs, and we had our hands team in there. We were prepared for it that way, and our kid went up to field the ball and it bounced off him. They recovered that, you know. So there was just a lot of things that went in the mix. We, you know, only uh, had such limited stats in the first half, uh, and like I said, and then the second half we, we came out and, and executed and you know did what we needed to do there, but. Uh, you know, going into the game, I was really frustrated with our week of practice. I was nervous about it. In fact, I called the kids out on it and said, look, you guys are playing with fire here because despite their record, uh, they were a little bit better than that. Uh, they just had some struggle at quarterback play. Um, and luckily, that one of those struggles turned and helped us turn the game around. And, 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 and uh, you know, John Burrell, he was at the game, and he was, you know, was giving me updates, and he, he said he thought that exactly what you said, uh, you know, the Aaron Kleiner interception, you know, was definitely the, the spark that ignited that thing. And it, I was thinking about Klein today. It's just I was, you know, thinking about coming down here, and I'm thinking about, you know, what kids. Uh, I mean, he's always just kind of comes out with a big play, but he kind of just stays under the radar in terms of, you know, we always talk about certain players, but it just seems like there's always one play in a game or something where Klein does something. Is that fair to say? I mean, well, kids, I'm sure, sure every everyone could say yeah. hey, this kid does that, but it just it just seems like if I'm watching a game or I hear results or something about a game, he did something that kind of had an impact. Well, and I would say what I would attribute that to is here is a kid that does everything right. So if you if you are a striker of the golf ball, but you don't necessarily hit it the farthest all the time, but you're you're, you're not going into the trees, and you're going to end up making a bunch of pars. And at the end of the day, when the other people make the mistakes, there you are. That's kind of what he's like. He he really really plays with great technique. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. He doesn't say boo, uh, which we you know I think I've told you this. We'd love to get him a little bit more vocal, but that he's just but he is a he's a he's a clinic tape. But a lot of times you you watch his hand placement, you watch his other than we hate the way he gets in his stance sometimes, and he knows that. But uh, I think when you're that consistent over a period of time, you, you put yourself in a situation to make a play. And, uh, you know, really cool for a kid that, that never gets to touch a ball to get a pick six uh, toward the end of his senior year. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure that that's one that, uh, that that's going to be in his memory for a long, long time. Definitely. And, and, and again, uh this week, you guys host Gerard. They're six and three. You're six and three, so uh, something's got to give. And uh, you know, I it's seven and three just sounds so much better than six and four. And I, I'm sure that the you know the young men in Gerard want to put their seniors out on top. But obviously, we want to do the same thing here and now. Is, uh, 
you know, what do we have to look for, and what do you want out? You know, what do you want to see out of your out of your uh, out of your players? Uh, well, first of all, I'll agree with you and say that seven and three does to me. Uh, you know, it, I think it is a lot better than six and four. It's separating yourself above that 500 mark quite a bit. You know, we went back and, and actually looked at it just to give our kids some motivation and found out that I think records from 1912 to 2019, uh, I think there's only been 26 teams in the history of Niles football that have won seven or more games. So you put yourself in, in into elite elite status there as far as uh, program history so you know that that's just a big goal for us but uh, you know in regard to to Gerard I think everybody here knows you know what Gerard does they you know they spread it around doing do a great job on offense and uh, uh, you know what scares us they got a couple kids that can really run the football too um, they don't you know they miss Mark Wade obviously I mean he's a generational type yeah, of kid yeah, we're going to see him thank goodness you're yeah. not going to see him every year you know and face a kid like that uh, so, you know, they've come back in the passing game a little bit, but they still have all the same athletes that were catching balls off of him. And then they play a couple different kids at quarterback. So we're going to have to be able to, to, to run and pursue the football uh, when we're on defense, which is real important. We need to be the most physical team. I know you've heard us say that uh, week in and week out. And then I, I think, you know, when we're on offense – we got to get off of this slow start thing because if we do that with these guys, you know they're going to score points. I, I, you know, I'd be stunned if they didn't. But um, you know, we need to we need to score, and and it might be a shootout or whatever. We just don't want to get far behind in it, and then you know play into their hands where they could melt the clock or do what they got to do. So I think for us, starting fast and then be the more physical team would be the two things that we're looking for. Some stuff once again the 2019 Niles McKinney Red Dragon Football Podcast powered by Brandon Miller. State Farm Insurance located here in Niles, Ohio. If you're looking to insure, um, definitely give Brandon and his uh, his uh, uh, guys a call. Um, Coach, uh, player of the game, the Primanti's player of the game um, last week. Uh, who you guys want to give that out to? Well, I think just you know, just based on our conversation there, just tells you where I'm, <laughs> we're going to go with this, which is Aaron. And uh, uh, like I said, if he doesn't make that play there, we, we're likely going to go down at halftime. You know, down. Instead, quickly after that, we got another quick score and end up 14-7.5. So I, I think that that was such a game changer, kind of like Allen I's interception against the Lions there where oh. it may have been just one play. And, and Aaron did play well other parts of the ball, but yeah. that one play was that big. That well, I we always think. remember. Everyone yeah. always remembers. I mean, there's a thousand plays that go into a game, but there's specific games that plays in that game. You're right. And that's the one... You know? So anytime you get a lineman to get that too, that's that's nice because they need they need more love as we all know. So <laughs> they don't get enough. <laughs> uh, and uh, Monday um, last year, um, we, we I guess we're taking it up a notch. Um, uh, you know, maybe maybe we could get ourselves a maybe like a trip to Kalahari or something out of this, Coach. We, 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 no one no one knows what we're about to talk about, but maybe we're gonna keep maybe we'll, we'll push this to the next time. Um, last year um, we got all the seniors together. And uh, we met in the old coach's office, and uh, you know they had pizza, and uh, they just we just put the microphone out and just kind of let those guys just kind of embrace the moment and kind of share some memories. But uh, this year we talked about you know uh, you know taking them out for dinner, and the uh, Niles football mothers um, they they said that they would uh, comp or basically take bill care of the bill. So a big shout out to them. So. Uh, you know that's going to be a nice night just to kind of calm, you know, congregate and uh, you know with these guys and uh, what it'll be like for you just maybe maybe just sit back and tease these guys a little bit. 
Well, I'm sure it'll go the other way around. They'll probably have more to say about me than vice versa. But, uh, you know, this is a crew, most of the seniors, I mean, particularly our linemen, they they get together at Coach Connell's house every week and they have a dinner. And, you know, I I know they bonded quite a bit in that environment. So I think they'll be pretty comfortable, which is good. But you may be on to something with the Kalahari. I was thinking maybe Vegas or something like that. Well, I always find the one thing I learned in life is it can't hurt to ask. So. You know, the moms, maybe their kids want to they want to send their kids yeah. to Vegas, and you and I can freeload. And, I know the, the president of the Frontliners has a big boat. Maybe he could take take us out on the boat in the summer in a pre, pre-mill. I mean, you know, why not, right? Hey, like I said, it can't hurt to ask. I mean, there's no doubt about it. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not above, the, I have not enough pride to, to, to <laughs> prevent myself from doing it. So, uh, you know, both you and I, this isn't our first ready. I'm no, going to take not. a free sandwich. Uh, yeah, we're going to be there. Free sandwich and a uh, free boat ride, free uh, hotel room and flights. And, uh, and uh, hey, we're doing it for the kids. <laughs> I'm just here to chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Coach, man, I, I, I love what you're doing here. Um, it's fun to bring these kids on. I, I, for me personally, you know, so much goes on outside of this program because everybody wants to be involved with it. But uh, just, you know, when I come down here, guys, I mean, everybody's smiling. The kids are smiling. Everybody's having fun. Um, we mentioned the you know the football mothers and they're feeding these kids and taking care of them. The frontliners got the stadium looking so nice. Uh, just so much you know hard work goes into making this place what it is. And a big shout out to everybody. Another fine season. We got one more game to go, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, hopefully uh, next year even bigger and better things for this program, coach. Well, well, you know, you, you do a great job of highlighting some of the work that goes down there. But I think we've seen over two years of you and I doing this that that the kids really love the podcast. I, obviously, I think the parents do. Uh, I'll give you an idea. I was I was uh, we were getting ready to play Struthers, and uh, uh, I was you always talk to the opposing head coach one day and. Uh, he said, I was listening to your podcast, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, oh, hold on a minute. Wait, you were listening to our podcast? And, and so, you know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the opponents are uh, trying to get see what we're all about, whatever. But, you know, I just want to say thank you to you um, because uh, it's an element that not every program does have something like this. And for you guys, I, I know I've said this before, but people that may not have heard, this was Bo's idea. This was his way of giving back to, to, to Niles. Uh, you know, to his community, and uh, he does this out of a busy schedule and out of the kindness of his heart. And in between runs, uh, <laughs> when he's uh, when he doesn't have his Asics, it was Asics now. It's Asics. Asics. I'm giving you guys a shout out. Bo has his Asics on right now, and uh, they look really good. Uh, still have some tread on them. So it, if you guys want running shoes, get some Asics. But Bo, Bo, Bo does does just a tremendous job, and. Uh, uh, just again, Bob, I want to say thank you from on behalf of our players and everybody for the job you've done with this. And we are going to have an episode where I interview Bo. That's coming up maybe after the senior one. At some point in time, we're going to get Bo and we're going to find out, you know, his uh, the, the questions he asks these kids and see if we can get some answers. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Coach, best of luck this week. Remember, guys, um, final game of the year. Make sure you get your fannies in the seats down here at Bo Ryan Stadium. Friday night, Friday night lights. And well, Script gonna... Niles. It's Script Niles. Oh, yeah, Script Niles. So everybody's got to be here for that. We should have a great crowd. It's yep. Gerard rivalry, but uh, it should be hopefully a great night for our community. Awesome. And as always, uh, best of luck, and we like to say, go Dragons. Flow that got the block hot, shit got super hot.
welcome to the 2019 Red Dragon Player Spotlight, and we're joined with senior linebacker running back Joe Gallo. Joe, I've known you for a long time. Uh, one more game to go, buddy, and uh, I know you're a predominant place ball player. You had some injuries early on, and you still wanted to play the game of football, and now you have one game left as a Red Dragon. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because it went by really fast, actually. Um, I always wanted to play like on Friday night, so I always thought it would be really cool. So, I mean, I have one more game left, one more. So, now that's the end of the road. And we're, I mean, before we came and started recording, you know, your, a couple of your teammates, you guys are out there. I mean, just the camaraderie of all. I mean, you, you know, even talking to the guys that come in or just, you know, guys have been through this, just the bonds that you create. I mean, how much are you going to just miss the everyday in and out and just what goes on in this locker room in the stadium? You know, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, actually. Um, I don't know. There's nothing like it. Like, even at baseball. Like, I love baseball, but football is just a different bond, I feel like. Yeah? I get along with the guys just a lot differently. Yeah. Is it maybe just because uh, you're just together so much? Is that, I mean, any reason? I mean, the military camp, actually. Like, I feel like that made a difference. But, like, either way, we just get along a lot better, I feel like. Yeah, excellent stuff. And, and for you, you guys, um, Seven and three if you win this Friday night at home against Gerard. I mean, I know you want every win. It's such a cliche question, but how bad do you want to go out as a winner on your last night as a high school football player? Well, if we beat them, they, we knock them out of the playoffs. So it, we're just treating it as a playoff game this week. That, Spoiler. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, we don't get a playoff game, so we're going to treat this one as it. And I'm glad you brought that up. What was the mindset? I mean, there was so much going into the Hubbard game, knowing that you had to win to keep the playoff hope alive. You guys don't come out on the winning end. I mean, what's the mindset of just, you know, focusing, getting back to going to Lakeview and, and winning out? I mean, is there a little bit of a, not a slump playing, but, I mean, what was it like just going home that night, I should say? Well, you realize you only had two more games left, for sure. Like, that was <laughs> it. So, I mean, you just had to focus back up because we wanted to have a winning season. And 7-3, and three, Coach Perry said, is one of the best records in, ever, honestly. I mean, it's up there best team, so we want to go out like that. Awesome stuff. Once again, we're talking with Joe Gallo, senior running back here on the Niles Red Dragons Player Spotlight. Now, I remember when we went to Alliance, and uh, I remember you made a hit on the sidelines, and I, I remember whoever I was sitting next to, I just said, I don't know if that kid's going to live. I mean, it was one of the more vicious hits I've seen, and you've made a lot of those plays, a lot of big plays throughout the, the year, Joe, and uh, we were just talking with Kyle Lundgren. He was showing me a big hit he had against Lakeview, and uh, I, I think it's the calling card for Friday night that you guys have to come out quickly with the pulse of intensity to kind of really get after these guys and, and not intimidate, but let them know this is our house and we're going to defend it. I mean, uh, is it going to be a little bit more jacked up for you guys in that locker room? Do you, you anticipate you guys are going to come out and, and, and have that intensity? I mean, that's a goal. Huh? That's, what the, that's what the captains are, and everybody is just trying to get out of everyone. Yeah. Um, we watched them on film. They really a lot of good athletes, but they yeah. for the Niles Red Dragons. Hopefully, this team can finish seven and three. Um, Joe, I mean, uh, you still have baseball left on the docket, so this is not the end of your sports career as a high school player. But I mean, uh, just a little bit. You know, when do you get into baseball, and, and and what are you looking forward to on that end? Like when do I start? Yeah, when do you start? And when do you you know when do you guys start getting down there and start you know practicing and all that? Well, we get next week off and then we get right into it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I might start next week with my like individual coach, yeah. just kind of get back into the swing of things. Yeah. How much does the baseball end maybe help the football end in what you do? Anything? Um, 
in a work ethic way, I guess, because I played baseball, obviously, before I played high school football. So the baseball coaches really just, they expect winning, like a winning mentality. So I kind of brought it over to here, I feel like, yeah. and the way that I personally approach it. Huh. And, and that's, that's a great answer. And you, you, you have dealt with some injuries. Through, how, how happy are you just making it through the season with no ACLs, no knee issues? Huh? Not. Not. He's knocking on wood right now. You're going to be fine, but just... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good. I don't know. I love playing football. <laughs> I mean, last year I was kind of afraid, I guess you could say, of yeah. hurting it again. Like, even at the beginning of the season, like before the Halloween game, I was afraid of it, but I knew I just had to go out and play. Because well, if I play scared, there's more of a chance that I do get hurt. Well, you know, I was in Pittsburgh Monday night, and and they, the same question was asked to Mason Rudolph because he had that horrific injury, or you know, hit, and, mm-hmm. you know, they said when you went out tonight, was there a few plays before you actually took a hit? And he admitted, yeah, you know, it, it took a few plays. And he said even on one of the plays where he scrambled out of the pocket, you know, once he slid and got up, he was a lot more relaxed. So you probably share that. And as a young kid, especially going through that type of thing, I think it's a little bit different than, a, you know, an adult. I mean, you, you know, you're young, you're going through it, you got school, you got all this stuff going on, and still to worry about getting out there in Bill Rad Stadium and do your thing. Um, for you, and, you know, I, we had you on last year, and I don't know if we, I've asked you any of these questions, but uh, I might know the answer to this. I, 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 you know, growing up, I mean, you had the football in your hand. I mean, who did Joe Gallo want to be? Who did I want to be? Yeah, when you're running back in the backyard, who's that guy? Like, if I have the ball? Yeah, when you're a little kid. I mean, who's that NFL guy that you wanted to be? A little kid. Um... Well, when I was a little kid, probably Emmett Smith. Yeah. But now, uh, it's Ezekiel Elliott. I love Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Oh, and you're, and, and just so you know, Joe is obviously a, a Dallas Cowboys fan. So I, I figured that much. I, I figured you'd go uh, Emmett early, Zeke late. Yeah. And uh, how about the linebacker side? A little Leighton Vander Esch in your mind? Jalen Smith? Do you stick to that mindset, or is there a different linebacker style you kind of want to emanate to? Um, when I was younger, even. Uh, Probably Ray Lewis, yeah. but I mean more of a safety because I play a little bit more safety than I do linebacker. I feel like I thought of um, Sean Taylor. I mean I don't hit like him obviously, <laughs> but nobody hits like Sean. Nobody <laughs> hits like Sean Taylor, but Sean Taylor. I like yeah. the way he played. I mean, yeah, I love the throwback with Sean Taylor for good for you, Joe. I like that, and he was a Washington Redskin too, yeah. so uh, like in the other side, like in the other side. Well, Joe, um, we're about to wrap things up, and again. Uh, you know I love you, and uh, it's been fun watching you uh, do your thing. And uh, hopefully you guys, uh, really hope you guys uh, get a victory for yourselves this Friday night. But uh, with that said, we always like to do a little three and out. Um, you ready for some of those? No, absolutely. All right, now you said you're prepped for the one, so we know you're ready for that one. Yeah. So um, are you ready for this one? Um, if me, if you don't know, me and me and Joe, you spent a lot of time together, and uh, we played a lot of pig Oh on the basketball, but we would play with perverted words. So any perverted word that you can think of while you're listening, if you can think of a perverted word, we probably played to those <laughs> letters. So if we were playing right now and one of us had to execute the baby skyhook, who would do it first? I was never good at it, so you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got it here or there, but it still was never right. Huh? So. But you should be working on it. I'm not working on it. Ah, oh, man, the baby skyhook. How about superstitions? Is there anything superstitious you do before a game? Well, I get spatted every game. And typically until, like, 
week, I got it into week four, and then week five we went to Poland. And it's nothing against our trainer, Stephanie, because I love <laughs> Stephanie, but she taped me before the Poland game, and usually Brian did it. Brian did it the first four weeks, okay. and we lost. <laughs> so, so that, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. I so I went back that? to Brian, and then we lost again, and then I flipped to Stephanie, so now we won again, so I'm going to stick with Stephanie. <laughs> I like it. So just whoever got the hot hand, is, is yeah. I like it. And then the final one, you said you're prepped for this. Yeah. So if she's out there listening, um, you can uh, hit Joe up on Instagram or Twitter, but uh, if you could take out any female celebrity, um, who are you going to take out for a date? Samurai. <laughs> Samurai. So you were you were dead, dead set on it, Samurai. Yeah. Now when we before, just so you guys know, we're down here, and before we even started recording, he said I already have my answer ready. So when so when did did do you have a list? Did you have a list? Where did you have to beat anybody out, or was she just no, clear cut favorite? If I were to be on the podcast, it was going to be Samurai. All right. Hey, we'll have to we'll have to. I was prepared for it if I were to be on it. So you know what I always hope. I always hope that one of these guys, and if we put it out there on Twitter or Instagram, that one of them would actually hear it and they'd like come to prom or homecoming with you guys. That'd be awesome. Well, that'd be awesome. Because yeah. you know, you always see like the the guys do it. Maybe you know, you know, an Odell Beckham or yeah. something will go to a prom with a girl or something. I mean, uh-huh. How awesome that would be if you know Miles Ohio has. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, Joe. God bless you. I always like to say stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and uh, best of luck to you and your Dragon teammates Friday night. All right, thank you. No problem. And once again, that is the 2019. Welcome to the.